Hey friends, my name is Becky Kopitsky, and this is the Inspired Business Podcast, where we talk all about how to earn a God-honoring income from your creative work so that you can serve more people in less time and sustain your message financially. In this show, you'll discover smart and biblically sound strategies for growing your reach, promoting your content, honing your craft, and building a business that's based on your top priorities of family and faith. Together, we're going to boost your influence and your income so you can keep changing the world one conversation at a time. I am so glad you're here. Well, hi, and welcome to the Inspired Business Podcast's first episode of the year, 2024. Of course, this time of year, we're all getting hammered with messages on goal setting and planning and casting vision for the new year. And I love this time of year for that reason. I am a planner. I'm a strategizer. And at the beginning of January, everybody else is on board with that way of thinking too, right? So it's easy to be me in January. But what about you? Are you a natural planner? Or do you prefer just to go with the flow? I know plenty of creators who thrive on just trying new ideas as they strike. They'd much rather be spontaneous than map out short-term or long-term plans. I think there's definitely room in any given year for both of those approaches, planning and spontaneity. Just because I'm a planner doesn't mean that I don't also hold room for flexibility and for quick pivots. That's important too. Likewise, I do advise my spontaneous clients to hold room for planning, even if it doesn't come naturally. Because really powerful marketing strategies, they're going to grow over time. They compound and they snowball. But in order for that to happen, they need some consistency and some longevity. You need to stick with them. And that requires planning. So I thought I'd spend this first episode of the year sharing three of the most effective long-term marketing strategies that I've used and continue to use. These are strategies that my clients are implementing and finding success with as well. And they're nothing new and flashy. They're proven methods of finding and converting customers. And while the online content industry continues to evolve and it offers new trends and new platforms all the time, these three overarching strategies will still power your entire business. And I'm just going to say, for the record, social media is not one of the three strategies. It is possible to build a successful, profitable business without social media. Now, you can build one with social media too, if you want to. I'm definitely not saying don't use social media. If you love it, and if you want to dwell on socials, that's where you want to connect with people, then absolutely, great, do that. Use your socials. But if you're fed up with social media, and you're afraid that you can't build a business without it, or if you just want to start using some other methods of reaching people, then it definitely can be done, and it can be done well. So let's dive into my top three recommended marketing strategies for 2024. The first one is email marketing. Now, if you've been with me for any length of time, you know that I hang my hat on email marketing. I recommend that all of your marketing strategies are positioned to feed your email list. Social media should fill your email list. SEO should fill your email list. 
podcasting should fill your email list. Ads should definitely fill your email list and so on and so on. Everything that you do should feed your email list. This is because email is one of the most effective ways to sell a product. The people on your email list, they're there because they want to be. They opted in. They either signed up or they purchased from you in the past. So they are what's considered your warm audience. Warm meaning people who are already warmed up to the idea of who you are and what you offer, as opposed to cold audiences who are strangers to you and to your product. Cold marketing strategies can be effective too, but always start with your warm audience because they are more likely to buy. Now, the other reason that email marketing is more effective than other strategies, such as social media, for example, is because you can meet people in their inbox where they live. Your message shows up on their phone or on their Apple Watch. They don't have to go searching for you. You are already in their space. When you send an email, you are guaranteed to touch your subscriber where they dwell. This is, again, unlike social media, for example, which is controlled by algorithms that are going to decide whether or not your audience sees your message in their newsfeed. Or unlike SEO, which is more of a long game requiring keyword strategies. Again, not that those things are bad. They definitely aren't. And they can be used to fill your email list. They should be because email marketing is, in my experience, the most effective tool. If you don't have a list yet, or if you aren't yet sure how to grow your list, then that's what we're going to talk about in strategies two and three in just a few minutes. So hold on for that, and I'm going to give you my best tips. But for now, to answer the question, how do you grow your email list, I want you to understand the relationship between your sales funnel and your email marketing. Now, when you build an effective sales funnel, it's going to be set up to capture the email address of every person who purchases from you or who signs up for a freebie. When somebody signs up for a freebie through a lead magnet, they pay with their email address. When somebody purchases from you through an online checkout, they give you their email address as part of that transaction. So those emails then get added to your subscriber list in your email software. So the more you sell, the more subscribers you get. And the more subscribers you get, the more you can sell. So in other words, you really can only grow from here. So let's talk about what you should say in your emails, okay? Well, email marketing generally falls into three categories. These are just overarching. First is promotion emails. Second, I call nurture emails, relationship building emails. And then number three is newsletters. So let's just quickly go, go down through these one by one. Promotion emails. These are usually tied to a specific marketing campaign. So let's say you're launching a new product or you're running a Mother's Day sale or something like that. There is a limited window of time in which you want your email subscribers to know about your special offer. So promotion emails are designed to tell your subscribers about that timely offer and then inspire them to buy. Nurture emails, secondly, those are sent after a transaction. They're not sent to your whole list at once like promotion emails typically are. They go to one specific person triggered by an action that that person took. So when someone signs up for your freebie or when someone purchases a product, you're going to reply to that individual with a series of automated emails. 
So in the case of digital product sales, that first email in your nurture series is going to deliver the link to access whatever they just bought or signed up for. But then don't stop there. Build on that momentum by sending a short series of follow-up emails. Now, these subsequent emails are called nurture emails because they're designed to build or nurture a relationship with the subscriber. So talk to them more about that freebie they just signed up for or about that product they just purchased. How can they get the most out of it? Or do you have upsells that would relate to the thing they just signed up for or that initial product they just purchased? So continue to send a few emails after that initial delivery that builds the relationship, gives them some more value-added content, and potentially grows more sales. Okay, finally, newsletters. These are going to send to your whole list on a regular schedule, typically once a month or once a week. Newsletter emails are designed to establish yourself as a subject matter expert and somebody that your subscribers can trust and rely on for helpful information and resources. There are lots of approaches that you can take to a monthly or a weekly newsletter type of email. Just share what your audience is interested in and then make those emails really valuable content. So that's a very quick overview of what to send. Now, let me quickly explain why we send emails and build relationships through email marketing. It is because these emails lead to results or sales. And it's basically a math equation. You're going to discover as you practice your email marketing skills that you can expect a certain conversion rate from your emails. So Let's just say, for example, that you get a 5% conversion rate on your opened emails. That means that of everyone who reads the emails that you send, 5% of those people will take action on the email and buy what you're offering at some point during the email campaign. So just for a math equation's sake, if you have, let's say, 5,000 subscribers, which is reasonable, maybe some of you already have that many, maybe you don't, but it's a very feasible goal. So if you send a series of emails to 5,000 people, and you get a modest 30% open rate. That means that 1,500 people will read about your offer. If 5% of those people buy, you've just sold 75 products through one email series. Let's say it was a $50 product. You just earned $3,750. If it was a $100 product, that's $7,500 from one email series. So just imagine how that number can grow the more subscribers you gain. I have colleagues who make the majority of their income from email marketing. When they have a new product or a service or a flash sale on a product or a service, they only need to email their list about it in order to sell enough to satisfy their income needs for that month or for that quarter. Email marketing works. And if you're a content creator, a writer, or a speaker, or a coach who inherently loves to communicate, then email marketing is right up your alley because it's all about communicating with customers and with potential customers. So for more details on email marketing, I'll link in the show notes to a three-part series I did on the podcast a year ago all about how to get new subscribers, how to communicate with them, and then how to turn those subscribers into paying customers. So I'll link into that um, from the show notes. But first, let's move on to strategy number two of my top three recommended marketing methods. Now, I just spent a lot of time on email marketing because it is so important. And all of your other marketing strategies, like I mentioned, should feed that email list. So two of my favorites are partner marketing and webinar marketing. So strategy number two, let's first talk about partner marketing. 
This is also called referral marketing or affiliate marketing. It's essentially a strategy that involves working with a colleague to spread news about your offer. And the beauty of partner marketing is twofold. First of all, when a partner tells their audience about you, you're introduced as a vetted, trusted resource. The partner is recommending you. It's classic word of mouth. That means you get to skip the cold marketing stage with this new audience and go straight to a warm marketing relationship because you've just been validated by someone else, somebody that the people you're talking to trust. And secondly, partner marketing is effective because you don't have to create this new audience yourself. You're essentially borrowing it from your partner. When you invite your partner's audience to take action or to join your email list, you'll get a bunch of new subscribers all at once that you did not have to scour the internet to gain. Your partner gladly offered them to you. Now, there's a whole lot more to partner marketing, and starting next week, I'm going to be running a new three-part series on the podcast all about partner marketing and how to do it well. So stay tuned for that. All right, finally, strategy number three. Let's wrap up today's episode with webinar marketing. In a nutshell, a webinar is, you're familiar with webinars, it's a free online training that you're going to offer on your topic of expertise. And that's going to show people what you know and what your style is so that they can get a taste of what it's like to work with you. And they're going to gain some of your best tips without having to pay to work with you yet. In your webinar, you're going to have the bulk of this content is going to be teaching. But then after that teaching portion, you're going to mention an offer that relates to the topic that you just spoke on. Many people are going to buy it immediately right after watching the webinar. And still others are going to buy it later when you follow up through email. Now, there's an art and a science to creating and conducting an effective webinar versus one that does not convert to sales. So if you'd like to get more insight on that, I do have a workshop on webinar marketing, a pre-recorded workshop called The Truth About Webinars. And I'm going to link to that in the show notes if you're interested. But for the sake of our conversation today, I just want you to know that webinars still work, especially when you combine them with our other two strategies, partner marketing and email marketing. Now, this is one of the most effective methods that I've used to grow both my email list and my sales. So here's how it works. Ask a partner to host your webinar live or to share your pre-recorded webinar with their audience. Now, you could offer your partner an affiliate commission on any sales that result. That's a pretty smart strategy when you're doing webinar partner marketing. But in order for the partner's audience to attend your webinar, they need to register to attend. And when they register to attend, they're going to do that through a sign-up form that you provide which means that you are going to get the email addresses for all the attendees. Then not only are they going to show up for your webinar where you can pitch your product, but you're also going to be able to follow up with them later through email marketing. Now, another reason that webinars can be so effective is because you can actually use a webinar as a lead magnet in your sales funnel, a pre-recorded webinar. You're going to invite people to sign up for the pre-recorded version of your webinar which is free, valuable training, and then you're going to follow up with them through email marketing. There is a ton of potential in webinar marketing. 
Okay, now that was a really down and dirty overview of three of my top recommended marketing strategies, email marketing, partner marketing, and webinar marketing. And they all work together, this really amazing synergy. So shoot me an email or a DM on Instagram and tell me which of these three marketing strategies do you feel inspired to focus on in 2024? I'd love to hear from you. And then tune in next week for the first installment of that three-part series I mentioned on partner marketing. I promise you it's going to be a game changer for you this year. So until then, have a great week. Well, everyone, I am so grateful that you chose to tune into the Inspired Business Podcast today. If this episode blessed you, would you please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you like to access your favorite shows? When you let other people know that this podcast is worth checking out, that helps me to help more people like you and me, content creators, to serve people, to earn money that's God-honoring, and to change the world with our content. That's what we're all about here at The Inspired Business. And I am so glad that we're walking this out together. I'll see you next time.